How many talks have I started with the words that we live in interesting times? And probably this is one of the most interesting times we are living in right now. The world has changed over the last couple of weeks by being exposed to this pandemic. Our lives, our health, the economy, many things are at stake. Everything just caused by a strand of RNA, a virus that without will and desire, according to the activity of Dharma, just follows its program and recreates itself over and over. It's a very interesting place to be. And the effect that it has on us human beings is also quite interesting. In order to keep the virus from just spreading from person to person, we are asked to engage in social distancing. It's not a particularly good term. Maybe it is a technical term for an epidemiologist, but from the point of view of a Zen practitioner, social distancing is not the right description of it. Physical distancing might be better because we keep our bodies away from each other. But socially, we have to stay truly in touch. No more time has called for more connection in ways that are social, in ways that allow us as human beings to connect to each other and to continue our relationships that we have, form new relationships, some of them clearly coming out of the dire situation in which we might find ourselves. So let's be clear that we physically distance our bodies, the material components of our being, but that we do not distance ourselves emotionally, spiritually, or with our compassion. This truly is an equalizing situation where we find ourselves in the same boat, just like death has no preference, makes no distinction between the rich and the poor, between Democrats and Republicans, people of color, white people, men and women. It doesn't matter. In the same way, this virus follows the activity of Dharma without will and desire and just does what it does. So here we find ourselves in a forced type of retreat, cooped up, asked not to go outside. It sounds very familiar. Seshin. It is an opportunity to deeply investigate what it is that we are experiencing, what our feelings are, what our fears are, and how we as human beings are called upon to act in this world, in this situation of need. It's a great lesson that at times doing nothing or not doing something can help, can help society, can help save lives. You might have seen some of the cartoons that show somebody sitting on the couch and it had a year with it. And it would say something to the effect, they used to call me a couch potato, no good for anything. 
And then in the next image, the person would still sit on the same couch and would say, but now, in 2020, I'm saving lives. Humor and the ability to transcend difficulty is so important in this situation. It is really important that we go beyond our own confines, especially while we are physically confined into a space that we are asked not to leave. I fondly remember one of Joshu Roshi's koans that he gave us, and it was the question, how do you embrace your lover without touching them? How do we embrace the difficulties of this world, being physically distant? Of course, that is the jump we have to make. This is the distance that we speak about in Tathagata Zen. And it is the distance that we have to leave behind, that we have to leap over, that we have to completely dissolve. Where has distance gone? How do we make that distance disappear? Zazen, in difficult times, is a great teacher. The interactions that we have with ourselves, if we find ourselves being in self-isolation just by ourselves, or if we are together with family members or other people, that proximity amidst the feeling of not being able to leave, that is a great teacher as well. We have to learn to clearly see what the roots of our aversions are that might come up, what the energies are that come up if we want to jump out of our skin, or what happens when we think thoughts that we know we would never act upon because they are either malicious, violent, egotistic, self-centered, but still they appear. All of these points I just made are important lessons that we should clearly investigate. Now as a person of dedication, as a person of faith maybe, we might ask ourselves, what is all of the sense behind this? What is the meaning? And that can be a very good question to move us forward, to continue our investigation so that we don't get stuck in either being afraid and succumb to fear or that we can use that to raise the energy we need to go forward. Sense-making is an activity that we human beings like to engage in. However, from the point of view of a Zen practitioner, making sense is adding something on top of what is there already. Putting legs on a snake, that is how it is referred to at times. There is no need for that. Of course, our two-dimensional mind wants to understand, and there is nothing wrong with learning about what is going on. There is nothing wrong with studying the science. In fact, working on the vaccine 
working on serological tests for this virus is something that is a wonderful thing to engage in. Society depends upon individuals who dedicate themselves to study that science to help the global human community get to the other side of the pandemic. Locally, we see bodhisattvas emerge everywhere. From the delivery person that brings the groceries to our doorstep, to the clerks who stock the shelves in the supermarkets, drivers of trucks, engineers in locomotives of long trains, pilots flying still the mail around in empty planes, and of course, doctors, physicians, nurses, respiratory technicians, all the support staff it takes to run a hospital, to run even a tent outside, testing people. This is what bodhisattvas do, transcending their own fear to attend to a greater mission, a greater calling than just self-centered egotistical self-preservation. There are many lessons to be learned. Let us use this time to learn them thoroughly. One of the most important things that I would ask you to keep in mind is that even if we are restricted physically to stay in a specific location, that for reasons of health, which of course is self-preservation, we stay at home and go out only for walks without meeting other people. Or we might go to the store and pick up what we need to survive. And if we can't do that, we have it delivered. Even though we see these activities as self-centered and we see shortages of certain goods, inexplicably, toilet paper is a rarity. Even though we see that scarcity at times, it is important that we realize that there is one thing that we can share, that we all have, and that is so important in a situation like the current pandemic, and that is kindness. Even if you see somebody act based upon their fear, based upon misunderstandings, even that person, as we say in Buddhism, will become a Buddha one day. We can help them with kindness. Acceptance is the first step. Accept, accept, accept. Just be there completely with what is. That is how we save all sentient beings. Being with what is, is the prerequisite to be able to develop wisdom and compassion. And then, with that wisdom and out of that compassion, we are called to act, act, act. It is Bodhisattva time, of course. There are so many places we fall short. And let that be so, because... We don't know that we fall short until it happens. But then we get up and we continue. We continue, we continue, we continue. Without giving up, without expectation, without a specific goal. We continue to meet the moment as it is. 
Sitting down to do Zazen at this time is most important. Seeing the fear and looking that fear deep into the eye and recognizing the root of it is a privilege that is hard to come by. And the only person who can grant us that privilege are we, ourselves. Sitting down in Zazen and letting go of that fear, transforming from a self-concerned human being that is not only dealing with a pandemic, but also with an infodemic. Too much information, too much toxicity here and there. That is why the purification that we experience during Zazen is so important. Purification is transformation. Transformation is the activity of Dharma. Even this will pass. Learning how to ride on that wave, sometimes uphill to the crest, sometimes downhill very quickly, is what it means to be with what is. How often have you found yourself asking or wishing to be in a different place than where you are? I wish I could go to the theater. I wish I could go to the ball game, to the concert. I wish I would go to a party with my family. All of that are very good opportunities, again, to be able to connect with where we are. So what is it that we are dependent upon? Let's truly find out what that is. Is it that moving to a specific physical location? Is it that having specific interactions with other human beings or with objects, with non-sentient beings? What is it? This is a very good time to ask questions. Again, without having to strive or to have an answer as a goal. Asking the question is the main point. Let's ask ourselves deeply. And from following our breath, the preciousness of even this moment in confinement with a looming large number of deaths all over the world, even that transforms as soon as we learn how the breath comes how the breath goes, and how none of it can be expected. There are no sashin. There is no place to go for regular group practice where we sit together physically. This practice and the human heart, both are beyond space and time. How do you embrace your lover without touching them? How can we embrace this world, make all the troubles that are in it our own content, and come to a resolution that allows us to continue with an open heart, with a bright shining light? The only way to find out is by yourself.